I know machine learning. I know deep learning. Can you mentor me how to become a data scientist? Just learning deep learning or the machine learning is not thing. You need to know stats concepts also. That's where all the challenges lie. People have hyped deep learning so much. Today we have with us Nitali Agarwal, who is a senior data scientist at Infosys. She has 10 plus years of experience, of professional experience in IT industry, and she completed her PG diploma in business analytics from Great Lakes. And she's also mentored at Co-Learning Launch, and she has been mentoring a lot of uh, newbies and beginners in data science. And also she writes uh, technical blogs for Great Lakes and Analytics India magazine. And one of the coolest things about her that I personally is that Nitali is currently leading Co-Learning Launch project, which is used to predict the best team the best uh, players for the current ipl uh, season for every match if you are new to co-learning launch then our podcasts are dedicated to helping you gain the best experience from data scientists industry leaders and researchers around the globe that solve problems using machine learning and ai so welcome mitali on the show how are you thanks chen i'm great thanks for asking how are you doing yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So currently, Nathalie, you're working at Infosys uh, as a senior data scientist. But I believe that you didn't start your uh, professional journey with Infosys and data science. So how did you begin or into data science? And what was it your passion into data science or just the buzz around it, the hype and the salary? And what was the factor that pulled you in? Yeah, great question, Chen. So definitely, as I have not started my career as a data scientist, my first job was in mainframe. I I think so many of you would have heard how old this yeah. technology is. And uh, mostly it is into BFSI domain that you have mainframe. Still, they rely on mainframe. And uh, I started my journey with Capgemini. And then after 3.5 years, I switched to Infosys also. Uh, for some time, I was uh, in mainframe only. But later, uh, internally within the project only, I started looking at the data uh, and getting insights from that, working on automation parts and also some starting it was more of automation-like thing. And then slowly, that data interested me and I moved towards this data science field. So definitely, of course, salary is the first thing, but it was not the prime thing, I, I would say. That was a quest for the data and understanding yeah. and playing around with the data, getting more in just not your uh, daily routine job, okay, calm, code, whatever your client is saying, not that thing. It is something happening that you are getting another insight. So based on that, I was able to, uh, there is an initiative from Infosys that is known as zero distance. So what it is, you have to create automation for the client and you have to present them so that you can get more projects. So based on that, I was uh, trying to analyze the data and suggesting uh, things so that we can get POCs and later it would kind of, uh, monitorize into projects. So that's how my journey started. And now completely I am in the role of data scientist. That's pretty amazing. So you mentioned about building products. So do you also work on specific products for your clients or you are keep providing them services or or you have a specific, uh, specific set of products which cater to a specific set of clients or I mean, is it... Mm -hmm. uh, there's no product uh, there's no product that we are building it's just a part of the project uh, that you uh, means whatever data you are having whatever project you are having how you can reduce cost for the customer that is there in every company it's just different names by different names it is having in different company but definitely you yeah. have it everywhere so that's it's not the product that we are building it's the solution that we are providing basically how to automate things how to get a monetary benefit out of it for our clients 
Yeah. So my question is that for the total beginners and the total newbies that you say, which are still wondering how to mm -hmm. enter into data science, so they have mm -hmm. no clue how to start. So, so my question is, should they go for the big institutes and degrees like the upgrade is offering or any like great lakes or any other big institute, or should they go for the self learning mode and learn all the things from themselves? And what is the return of investment on these big institutes mm -hmm. after they offer jobs? So, see, everything has its own pros and cons. If you are a data, since we all are working professionals, whether they are newbies or if they are college graduates also, then they are in mode of study, but still you have passed college. So uh, what is the mindset now? I have studied for four years. I don't want to study any further. So that self-learning mode, if it is a guided one, if it is a mentored one, definitely it is better because you need a mentor who would tell you what's the correct path. Now, if I say I will first, what people, uh, get amazed with yeah. I will learn AI I will learn deep learning but nobody's bothered about the concept concept comes first you need to if, if you're building, building uh, or the house you need to lay down the groundwork first so you won't directly build the roof that's what people think I will build totally. and I, I am a data scientist but that doesn't happen yeah. if, if your journey is correct if you're mentored correctly howsoever whether it be paid one whether it be unpaid one whether it be self-learning big institute it doesn't matter if whatever your pockets allow, whatever time allows, you should go with that. So it is yeah. just you should have a mentored one, you should know what is the curriculum. And if you don't have a mentor, even if you are doing self-learning based on curriculum, you won't know whether you are learning correct or not. Nobody is there yeah. to correct. It is also very important that you will miss out. Yeah, that means basically focusing more on the learning and concepts rather than going just for a name or anything, but focusing more on the learning exactly. part and uh, having a good mentor and focusing on the learning and the concepts. So these are the, I think, three main points that you uh, mentioned. Exactly. So if, if you talk about any big institutes also, upgrad or anything like that, I am not naming anyone, but yeah, any big institutes, they also tell you one thing, that we are giving you a bird's eye perspective, we are giving you a journey. Now self-learning is something that will take you further. If people don't do that, they are just wasting their money. Yeah. So definitely they have to adhere to that also. Definitely. That's the main point I'd say, yeah. So, Nitali, uh, you have been through the transition, the complete transition from mainframe to mm -hmm. data science right now. So, you have been all there and all that. So, what uh, was the most difficult thing about the transition to data science? So, can you, can you summarize into three points, the most difficult points that you faced throughout this transition? See, first of all is the motivation to learn, as I said. You have to dedicate time. And since I, you are, I'm a working professional, I'm a mother, I, I have my own things to gather If you're working, it is not just a six, a nine to six job. It is definitely beyond that. Now, get taking yeah. out time and learning, that was one constraint that I faced. You have to stay motivated, not just in the starting phase, because that happens, okay, it is out of the zeal that you are motivated. By the end of the time you come, you have lost that zeal. That should not happen. So first thing, first challenge I faced was that I have to keep up my spirit always. So that's the first thing. Yeah. Second one was then switching it means uh, getting a tag of data scientist itself is a tough thing. Yeah. So getting Absolutely. a tag and then, and of course, when you're into such an old technology, nobody listens to you until unless you're worth. So you yeah. have to prove worth. That, that was another challenge that I faced that I have to showcase Yes, I I am eligible for getting this tag of data scientist. And mm. the third 
that to maintain that that was if i if you have selected me i am eligible for the also you won't regret that thing so maintaining that capability with the at par with the people who have learned data scientists and who have joined the organization as a data scientist hmm. you have to maintain that deco them with the people who are means you are coming from another technology getting into data science now you are placed in competition with the people who are data scientists already so these are yeah. the three main challenges that you will face I, yeah, I yeah, definitely. And mentioning about the, the condition you made and the example you set in your company. So was it like people got inspired from you and also followed the path you took or maybe they learned from you, they got some training from you or did it happen? Did you set a train in your yes. company? It's not training in the company because Infosys has a different platform altogether. It's not that one person has transitioned, you can get training. But yes, definitely, I people whom I mentor, the newbies or anybody who want to transition, I tell them that you have to fight for yourself. You have to prove your worth. Now you just say, I have done a course and I want to move into this field. That doesn't happen. You have to prove it that, yes, you should take me. And this is the reason why you should give me this data science project. So you have to participate in more and more internal or external hackathons or Kaggle competitions or showcase your projects. Because if you don't have any hands-on experience, whether it is within the organization or outside the organization, it's really tough. I won't say it is impossible, I would say, yeah. to get a traction. Yeah. So moving to the uh, most interesting part uh, of this uh, podcast that I have is that analytics that you have in your prof- profile, right? So Cricket uh, has, specifically speaking, with respect to India, uh, cricket has a lot of craze and it has a lot of scope for analytics and data science. And Nitali, you yourself have published a paper on it, which was uh, published in a national level conference. Mm-hmm. And now you have been leading the Dream 11 team selection project using data analytics and machine learning. Mm-hmm. So how did the idea start and how did you implement it? How did it came and what? how did you implement it? For About my project, first of all, as being an Indian, I am also crazy about cricket's yeah. childhood. I have watched cricket with my cousins. But uh, then people say, I mean, to break the stereotype, basically, that yeah. uh, females are not into cricket, I, I won't say I'm too much into cricket. So, whatever form it is. So, that's how I started work. Means I, I wanted to do some personal projects. So, I started with one or two projects. Then I said, no, let me do some. And that time, this World Cup, 2019 World Cup was there. So, I said, let me try to get yeah. my hands dirty with that. So I started with that project and it was just, I thought it was a small project. I will predict it. And then finally I got so much involved in that. It, it took around four months for me before the project, before World Cup started. And after the World Cup and also I was I mean, definitely to verify my results and all that thing. So that was the complete journey. Then I got, okay, let me send this paper out. Let me create a paper out of it, uh, out of this project and send me uh, send it for national conference. So I got that opportunity. It was selected also out of uh, 150 entries, only 25 entries were selected and which uh, over there one was mine also. And that was the third conference. Yeah. That is AIML National Conference that was yeah. in Delhi on for in, in this year, February only. So I presented paper over there. It was, it was published finally, though it didn't win the best paper award for sure. But yeah, it was a good journey. And that's where I said, see, sports analytics is a field where you have a lot of lot to do. If you yeah. talk, football has reached a different level altogether with analytics. Absolutely. It is also reaching over there but it is yet the journey is too long because of the unpredictable uh, nature of this game it is too unpredictable 
and that's where i said then yogesh uh, told me okay uh, since you are interested so much in this let's yeah. go and do a project i said uh, see okay. the time is too less it won't be possible but let's give it a try because we decided to do this just one month before the ipl started one or one yeah. month before the ipl started so then uh, we started to get people on boarded who could help us out and uh, who could actually work so we have a team of three people three mainly as uh, college graduates who are working on this project and they are phenomenal they are also into data science as well as cricket crazy i, I don't know i think so that uh, since they were born they were born with watching cricket only on screen <laughs> That's what is their craze level, I would say. Uh, but they, they these guys are doing amazing. And what was the idea behind it? Not to predict who is the winning team. That everybody does. Yeah. We to predict that now it is not just the passive cricket that you are watching. It is active cricket also through this all the fantasy apps that you have, my eleven, yeah. Dream Eleven, and all. And this time, Dream Eleven is the key sponsor for this IPL. So we thought, yeah. okay. we will give statistical or data driven team dream 11 team for people to predict to select and so that it can increase their winning efficiency because mm-hmm. we used to do at least i'm not talking about the pros it is for the people who are very new to dream 11 or who are just playing listening to the ads i want a goa trip using <laughs> 11 for those people basically that yeah. you can reduce the your loss probability by selecting the team based on statistics or based on machine learning based on all the career stats t20 stats ipl stats however the player has played based on the recent form which what is the place or what's the stadium where the match is being winning toss and all these things we have taken so many parameters into consideration head to head match of each and every player so that's what and then predicting the team so we are yeah. going live daily and telling okay this is the team that we are predicting this uh, these are the players we are selecting and based on what we are selecting what's the reason behind that yeah so whether you have credit points also you can't take all your favorite players that doesn't happen mm. you have to maintain balance in so many things and we have been also changing a model now we are running simulators to get the data and we have seen there has been quite good accuracy now we are previously it was around 6 to 7 correct players that we were predicting in dream team but now it has increased to around 9 to 10 players dream uh, dream team so that simulator has said, and now i think so players have settled on because they haven't been playing for 6 to 7 months so yeah. there Form was was lost because of this pandemic, but now it has changed. It they have gained that pace again, yeah. and model is working quite fine. So that's the interesting part. We are seeing that the yesterday match was uh, definitely yes. <laughs> it was not the data driven part. Means definitely our insights were data driven, but that's the unpredictable nature of the game yeah. that happens. And yeah. and so you mentioned that when you started you had a team of three people so mean you must have been like you mentioned right you thought that it would be a small project but you realized that it was a lot of stuff to be done so how did it overwhelm you or did you think that i you might need those skills first and then start the project or you thought no i'll just start with the project i will learn on the go i will onboard people and i will make it as a team project and then you know make it means first go i realized yes it we, we need people it was not alone me who could uh, do this because since i have my office stuff also it, it's not possible it 
required a dedication of two months as well as prior to that approximately three months dedication was required so okay let's get the people i will guide them that how to do this project what what all things are how we can approach it but we need folks who are into data science or if not data science who have knowledge of data science and primarily domain knowledge was very important over here so that's how we got the people but as we started the project we realized it is much more than we thought it, it was it, it was like a startup it was not just mm -hmm. a project it was like a startup it had so many angles to it and we tried to commit 3 hours uh, daily we will work on that 2 to 3 hours but it uh, it happened that uh, we were we were working like 5 to 6 hours also on that and now mm -hmm. this that we are improving the model we thought that once the ICL will start it would be hardly half an hour to one hour work but no it is more than that but it it is definitely overwhelming and it is great i would say we it's really great that how we have collated the data getting the data from different sources data was in different format bringing it all together into one format it it was huge yeah i i get your point so right now if if you believe me we we created a drive folder we will put all excels over here now there's so many excels that we don't know which one is <laughs> Yeah, so I much of data there. that we have it's yeah. huge so so speaking of those uh, difficulties so if i ask you to give your three best learnings and three most difficulties or the three failures you can say you faced so three learnings and three yeah. difficulties that you faced in this project up till now so uh, learnings i would say is uh, first let me talk about the failures because learnings would be related to failures only yeah. so, first of all is uh, cricket is really unpredictable and when it comes to ipl t20 it is more unpredictable and i definitely unpredictable and third is pandemic situation definitely has hit up players in more than we thought yeah. it it is affected players really bad and the third thing was that your round or the venue definitely matters yeah so it changed at the last two yes it changed it is dubai and we don't have much of stats for dubai because you won't have that much yeah. of, uh, games also played it means uh, uae so you don't have that much of stats that was these were the three major challenges that we faced and now the coming out of learning from these failures so one was that you can't correct means we thought of predicting at least uh, 9 to 10 players correctly but then we were not able to do that at the starting phase now definitely it's working so the learning was that we have to take into uh, consideration more than more stats means it is not just uh, their career stats of t20 and all that we have to take into consideration under 19 stats also for the new players yeah. that was one of the learning we took it initially but uh, not for all players but now we have a more rigorous stats we have pulled it because every data is not free so that mm -hmm. was a challenge that we faced so that was one of the learning and second as i told you this pitch condition or the ground yeah. pitch condition you will never know till you will have toss and that will nobody knows even commentators absolutely they also don't know so we we then segregated we our learning was we have to segregate the ground based on how much runs would be scored over there then we have to segregate mm -hmm. based on that who are more likely to get the runs and uh, third learning if you ask me was uh, that we have miss whatever is the data as data science believes that whatever is your future condition or whatever is your present condition it is similar to the previous condition there is no that much changes but over here since we were collecting the data pre covid and now these uh, the cycles yeah. 
having during covid time so we saw that much change we have to get that factor also and that was a major factor so the balance mm-hmm. the data between the career and the recent stat how much uh, weightage we have to give that was a learning we kept on changing between 50 50 60 40 70 30 like that which kept on changing the uh, weightage and then we decided and definitely domain knowledge is must in yeah. data. and when you are into sports analytics it is definitely much if you don't know who is quentin dickock how his career starts it you will just select based on uh, data and then you you won't know how he has been playing so that's where you So I think that was a beautiful answer. A very I will I put a say description by you. I think people who are watching can they can take a cue from this that how Nitali build a project started from scratch and now she is doing. They have improved their prediction ratio from three to four players now to almost ten players, which is almost a complete team. So I think that's a great achievement I'll say. And also the learning experience and the failures she she pointed out are pretty self-explainable and good for learning. So moving on, Nitali. So you have been mentoring and currently mentoring so many beginners and aspirants, be at co-learning launch or LinkedIn, or even you are uh, writing for Analytics India magazine as well. And they featured you in the top five mentors in India, in the in the list. And I myself have seen so many beginners and aspirants tagging you on LinkedIn and mentioning that you have been a great support to them, and it has a great journey being being mentored by you. What is that they love so much about your teaching style, or what is they maybe they connect with you, or what is the thing they love about your mentoring and whole process? So I, I think so that question should go to my mentees, not. <laughs> but yeah, so whatever that I have heard from them, it's uh, something that first of all there is. Uh, if people think that it is a teacher-student relationship, no, mentor and mentee relationship is more like a friendly relationship, and I always believe in a two-way street. So some. i am teaching you something or i am making you learn something definitely something back is coming to me also so i first reason is that i behave like a friend with them even if you ask any of my colleagues also in office who are the newbies uh, freshers also they won't feel that i am leading or i am on the manager's position they say we, we never felt so sometimes i get dished because of that also <laughs> because they don't they always think that i am a friend but yeah that's another topic altogether so that's the first thing and second is i try to relate everything to the life analog means uh, my analogies are relatable to your real life scenarios so when you relate things to the real time scenarios whatever is happening in your daily life the learning becomes like a cake walk so that's yeah. what i think mentees like about me that i i tell them that you have if you link things like this it is easy for you and that's how they don't forget and i keep scolding them also i keep yeah. asking them also I, i refer back to the previous topics that i have covered so i don't leave it okay we are going in future let's do that i go back yeah. also and i keep linking to the things so that's when i have all as i told you i always focus on concept so that's where i think guys in that it's the uh, concept if your concept is clear whether it be r sas python any language you can crack that's not a hurdle but if your concepts are not clear you can't do you should know what you have to google if you are not if your concepts are not clear even you can't google also exactly <laughs> so that's what i think so my mentees like about me yeah and speaking of the the point you mentioned like uh, 
teaching them in a relative way, they can they should learn things in a relatable manner. So recently, I saw one of the posts by your mentees that they mentioned about how making Maggie and hyperparameter tuning is relatable. So I think that was pretty unique, and it got uh, my attention to it. That was uh, pretty unique. I think I haven't seen something like that anytime before on LinkedIn, on in- internet on LinkedIn. So that was pretty unique. And they, you have a lot of mentees asking you questions repeatedly. So what is that one thing that they does wrong for the first time? Or what is the thing you're tired of answering or explaining them repeatedly, which everyone does wrong and asks you repeatedly? What What is that one thing? So I keep on getting on LinkedIn that, uh, Natalia, I know Python uh, to become a data scientist. I said, you don't. <laughs> Python also, if you know concepts, I get so many requests. I think so around 10 to 15 requests daily on LinkedIn. Nitali, can you help me refer in your company? I know Python, I know machine learning. I say, if you know uh, concepts, then I'm happy to refer. You don't have any problem in referring. Uh, but if you all, all uh, they also ask that, can you please uh, mentor me? I, I know machine learning, I know deep learning. Can you mentor me how to become a data scientist? Is it just learning, deep learning or the machine learning is not thing. You need to know stats concepts also. So that's where all the challenges, as I told you in the beginning also, it is people have hyped the deep learning so much. Yeah. People forget that it is also based out of the basic concept. If you don't know that, basic, yes. even you can't do good in deep learning also. Just during lockdown, there were so many posts on LinkedIn that Harry Potter clock thing. So everybody was trying that I have written code on Harry Potter clock now. It is an invisible clock that I am uh, <laughs> and all that. So I was like, this is what people are amazed and you will get so many views, so many comments, like everything. But a person who writes simple machine learning code, that person will get almost one for the one. I, I won't say even that much of views also because people don't realize this thing that what's the core. It is all the wow factor that deep learning has. Definitely it has. But when you go to any project, it is not deep learning that they are bothered about. It is the explainability of the model. And that's where traditional ML comes into picture. Yeah, definitely. Explaining when talking about explainability, it is be sharp or lime or any other way so that they can be explained to the client what exactly the model is learning what it is doing exactly we do the pre-processing but also do a post-processing based on what model is learning so if it is focusing more on a certain set of parameters and then we post-process it to make it more suitable to those parameters than the rest and uh, one important thing chain over here that people say okay i have learned machine learning but they don't know how to get clean the data they are missing on that eda part any data science project is made up of 70 percent of eda or data pre-processing if that is done great then any model will work good you won't see that much variation that logistic regression is giving you an accuracy of 95 percent mm. and other model is giving accuracy of uh, 70%, it won't happen. If you've treated your data properly. And another thing is people go with accuracy. That's also not correct. That is also another uh, misconception that everybody has. It is just the model accuracy that we are bothered about. Definitely. Focusing, checking what the data is, what type of uh, target you have, and then deciding what metric you need. Not straightly going for accuracy. Yeah. So moving ahead, Nitali, I had uh, this question, which I'm sure you must have come across a lot on LinkedIn and even otherwise that uh, people who are having a lot of experience, not in data science, but they have say six or maybe 10 plus years of professional experience, be it in IT or any other domain. So how do they switch into data science? So considering they are already very high in the corporate ladder and their salary will also be that high. So 
what type of skills should they learn be in the coding or how how should they proceed in this transition for them so that they can be accordingly in that corporate level into data science yeah see coding exactly not that much depth is required for them today only i got two such messages on linkedin that i am 13 years experience one is 15 years experience how should i transition my career into data science i you don't need to transition your career into data science you should transition your career into business analytics because now you are into business profile and business yeah. analytics is part of data science so you should transition your career over there coding you should know at least and I, I won't say coding also. You should know about the models and everything, so that the people who are working for you, they don't make a fool of you. <laughs> Important. You should know that much. But because if a manager who is not, or a senior most person who is not aware of what are the different types of model or at least the pre-processing step and all that, then nobody will hear to that person. Or there won't be the connection between. person who is working and the top management so that is very important to have that's why i said since you are at that position don't go into coding but go into analytics you should understand the concept and that is anyhow the 70% of your data science if you know that part that is really good if you know how to analyze the data what are the steps what is the path that you should take for different kind of data that is more than enough for any person to transition and definitely companies are now working not on gut feeling or not on pre driven notions they are working on data so they want to analyze that thing but they know need leaders who will guide them how to do that analysis and that's where this senior management comes into picture with experience they should get into this data science school and speaking of the experience and analytics also do you think do you think that having 13 plus years of experience that domain knowledge that they have will be the strongest point or the strongest exactly. skill there exactly there there's no means i i don't have a single point of doubt also because if you since you are into that industry or multiple industry also you have scattered that knowledge you have curated that knowledge for yourself that how the domain is working and that is a bonus for you because also a new beast or anyone five to six years experience are coming they don't have that much of domain thing they are into coding so why you want to get into coding your domain you have a key to the lock and the domain knowledge is very important so you should use that and people i have seen people who are 25 years of experience also transition well into this field because of their domain expertise Oh, that's amazing! Having twenty-five years into into industry and then switching, then I think anyone less than that can easily switch and make their careers into data science. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Nitali, moving ahead, you have been associated with multiple mm-hmm. roles apart from your full-time job at Infosys. So, you are an active member at Co-Learning Launch. Mm-hmm. So, you have been mentoring, you have been writing for Great Lakes and for Analytics India magazine, mm-hmm. and you said that you are working mom. so mm-hmm. how do you manage your time and show that you are giving your best and how do you manage being a super mom throughout this complete process and especially like, in the pandemic times that i'm sure you must be facing a lot of difficulty right right now yeah, in the past 6 months it happens but yeah you have to manage time that's what means there's nothing like super mom everyone who is working <laughs> it's a male or female it's equal responsibility for them and, and since it is work from home everybody is facing that challenge somewhere we are, sometimes we are in meeting and we are the, hearing a, a kid who is actually very fond of uh, his or her father so that's where the challenges come for every month but yeah you have to manage things i i manage means in between i have to uh, take breaks 15 minutes 20 minutes i have to play with my kid or tell him okay you have to study this thing and all that so that's how 
is it is manageable i, I can't accurately say that how i manage but that but we i will take a, a day off or something to spend time with him so uh, how it is being managed over here right now <laughs> that's great to hear that's lovely so so nitali and now we move into a mini section which we called rapid fire of our coaching okay. podcast so okay. this will be a fun section so you can answer in a candid way if you want so questions mm-hmm. might be silly but you can answer in a candid way so you can mm-hmm. imagine yourself being on coffee with chayan right now <laughs> yeah great but where is the coffee then <laughs> it's the worst one i think so. first question is a pretty easy one i'll say to the podcast so what is the first question is what is more efficient knowing the complete syntax or googling the syntax googling the syntax one thing you don't like about data science It, it's pain to coordinate with data engineers. The question you feel the most from your students. I I know deep learning how to become a data scientist. That, I'm most... sick of this question now. <laughs> We get it now. So the people who are listening to Nitali, you know what you don't need to ask her from this point onwards. So the next question, question number four, the most confusing topic in machine learning. There's so many, <laughs> but I, if you name one, that is PCA. Yeah. I mean, the addiction technique. It's really confusing. Uh, <laughs> Or I would say hypothesis also. So, what is the best compliment you have got as a mentor? There are many, but yeah, to name one that I I I can't think of that it's exact one of them. But yeah, they say that a way of teaching is very simple and industry based approach is there. So mm. my mentees like that. So that is the compliment that I always get almost. That's amazing. And also the relatable factor that you said you are able yes. to relate to them and. able to come down at their level and then teach them and then bring up yeah so uh, a few more questions and then we will be moving towards the q and a sure, so sure. yeah so nitali with so much going around you right be it writing or blogging or mm-hmm. uh, do you take a break or you do and leave the data science outside for some time or you're always on your toes multitasking among different roles no it's it's not a break that i take i i, I love doing what i am doing because if i am if i taking leave also one day na i can't sit i i will log in so this this is also it was a holiday but uh, at least for half a day i logged in and i worked uh, offline i kept myself and i was working somewhere or the other so i i can't take off i i don't like to take breaks <laughs> That's it's not workaholic. Do. It's not workaholic, but yeah, I just love to do what I am doing. So you have the passion going in for you. So you are not going to stop. And I mean, yes. getting multiple things on, be it a cricket analytics project or any of the mentoring or blogging, but just keeping that that passion for data going on in within yes. you and igniting that within your mentees and colleagues as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you also mentioned in your bio that uh, you have a passion for karate. Am I right? <laughs> yes, yes, I so, do. Have. Do you still practice it, or would you mind training me a few kicks as well? <laughs> Virtually, I can't. But I can definitely show you my kicks, and then you decide. How <laughs> it? But yeah, I, 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 I practice. But since past one month, I'm not doing it. Otherwise, we have virtual sessions. So definitely, I practice. And right now, I'm a brown belt holder. Oh so, my god! Yeah, that's pretty amazing. So moving on to the last question we have from you, Nitali, which would be a pretty most important one, I'll say. So if someone has three months to learn data science, exactly three mm-hmm. months, so what will be your step by step process for them to learn data science, and how should they plan it for those three months? Great. So that's I think so. Everybody would be listening to with keen ears. 
so yes uh, three months is something that uh, you will become a data scientist but you will learn data science now it is up to you how you do it from there onwards but definitely the first step is you need to get your concepts clear starting from statistics mm. i'm not saying that complete you have to become a statistician you should know the basic stats which is required you uh, should do a self learning on whatever is taught to you whatever is mentored to you you should do a self learning also by reading uh, different articles by practicing something on your own different blogs and all things to third most important thing is take participate in hackathons and kaggle competition that is very important and every stage practice it is not just okay when i will complete data science then only i will practice yeah. i think that you participate in competition but take out the data set practice on that because kaggle competition or kaggle data sets are more realistic than your academic data sets because academic data sets are clean kaggle data set you have to clean so that's where the challenge lies you should practice at each and every step and kaggle is the best platform to get the data from you can means there are so many batches also going on for people who are teaching kaggle competition is how to participate over there or how to solve the problem so you should even you can go for that but since you are learning, you should uh, participate in that or you should practice on that i would say these are the key uh, three things and last that's the supplementary or the bonus one that i would give don't stop practicing it is not that after three months you stop practicing you should continue yeah definitely and i think three months is a hypothetical time that i say in three months it, it really is not possible to learn all of data science maybe just get the gist of it in three months but it, it would be it is from the bird's eye perspective yeah, I, i would say three months that's what i said it's just from the bird's eye perspective getting to know what is data science or what are different components of data science yeah. that's the only thing that you would be able to actually learn yeah so i mentioned that as a follow up to this question uh-huh. what would be the three tips three most important tips to your mentees to get job in data science as quickly as possible okay uh, so first tip that i give to all my mentees is guys you are uh, working in some other other domain so from that i'm not saying get the client data for but if suppose you are working in retail domain try to figure out what is the business around try to get a similar data set outside from kaggle or any open data source and practice on that okay so that you can show that this is what i know on this domain and i have worked on a similar project that will get attention if you are not working on any office project also any office project also that will help you first thing and again get your concepts very clear not just machine learning but everything stats your hypothesis or working on any ed or pre processing everything get your concept clear and the third thing is that EDA and pre-processing are core for any data science project. Absolutely. Means over there, just not what you have learned academically. Try to explore different ways. Think out of the box when you are solving any problem. Don't go with the traditional thing. Okay, it is mean, median, mode that I have to impute with. Think that what I can do. Can I use linear regression also to impute the values or so on? So think like that. You have to think differently. You have to think from the business perspective. put yourself in shoes of business and then your ideas will come floating that what you want to see and how you want to see it will definitely occur to you and if your concepts are clear it would be easy for you to relate to things definitely and also to uh, maybe leveraging linkedin as a medium to get more uh, opportunities and yes, showcase so your brand this was on the learning so everything is digital right now you yeah. have to build your social uh, media presence you have to sell yourself in simple terms i would say you have yeah. to 
that now people are now companies are even not going recruiters are not going to this nokri and all this that's that's the least preferred right now it is to linkedin that you get most of the opportunity and guys if you are getting any opportunity in linkedin try to find referrals and get referral over there uh instead of applying directly because if you are being referred then there are most likely chances to get that interview scheduled for yourself there are very less chances that your profile will get rejected and directly it is sometimes lying in that it is not able to pass pay system or something and that's mm. that's and that you are not able to uh, get it although your profile is a good one and when it happens what happens is if you have already put your profile over there nobody can refer you in that company since your profile is mm. on the system so try to find the referrals and through that only go go through that medium i would say yeah i think then it will be like straight away going to the recruiter rather than the conventional exactly. way of applying and then that so it will just exactly. keeping that step that crucial step of the submitting a resume to a black hole which a reply mm-hmm. never comes back it just goes in and that that never comes back I agree. Great, great. I think the people who are attending this session have taken the notes of these crucial points, and they can apply on their journey into data science and also the job search process. So, thank you, Nitali, for your wonderful experience. Thank you, Chen. Thank you. You are really a good host. So you have, <laughs> I think. So that's what comment also says. So that's great.